welcome to the Bread and Thorns podcast. where we sit down and discuss literature, art, media, and all the other stuff that we really like and how they influence the projects we're working on. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rosemary. And today we're going to discuss... Palm Springs! Woo! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys can tell, I'm not too enthusiastic about this movie. Uh, for those who don't know, Palm Springs is a movie. About a time loop. Not just a city uh, in great. California. Although I hear that city is pretty great. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've no, I don't think I've ever. It been. has a lot of nice houses that I'll need really, really, Wait, really Palm expensive Springs air conditioning. Near? I don't near the border of California, in Arizona. Okay. I so think so. Neither of us know where Palm Springs is. Uh, awesome. I I know I've driven through it and I've driven to it many times, oh, maybe and I've I still don't actually it. know where it specifically is so we're it's obviously very hot we don't know uh, it's <laughs> we're very not warm about and humid like 90 percent of the time but the movie is set in, in the Palm city Springs. yeah so that's that's where the whole the whole idea is and or the whole movie is yeah. is um i'm not that excited to discuss it <laughs> obviously uh so rosemary how was your week Woo! <laughs> so um yeah my week was actually pretty solid i uh interviewed for a manager position which is super amazing and i'm really excited even if it's just like the growth of being able to interview for the position and discuss different aspects of myself and my level of growth over the last few years with the music company that i've been working with so it's been it's been a really good week yeah it's you've been, been actually kind of wanting to go towards that for a while now yeah right? I've, I've wanted that for the last couple of years and so this is the first job that i've like applied for that i didn't actually need it's something that i just really really want and so i was more nervous for this than uh really i think pretty much for almost any other job i've ever applied for you were more nervous for yep. this but you knew every well, you know everybody. I know everybody. Yeah. I know, I know that I'll do a wonderful job if I'm a manager, and I know that like out of the applicants that are there, um, like one or two of the other ones will be like really really good too. So it's it's a good competition. It's a good set of people that I'm against. I uh, trust the this new uh, lady who's been working with us, who's going to do the hiring for the for the job, and so I'm genuinely excited, and I. Th I think there is a there's at least a solid chance that I will get chosen, but I'm I also know I'm running up against some pretty good people, so we'll see what happens. But cool. That is very cool. Are you now that the interview's over, mm -hmm. you're not nervous anymore? No. I think now I'm more excited to know who gets it mm -hmm. rather than nervous. But I was I was actually like shaky after the interview. I don't get shaky. I don't like crying. Really I don't like shaking. I die absolutely abhor hysterics. I I can be very dramatic when when like she I can don't be very, need very to dramatic. be. But um, <laughs> uh, but I I normally avoid hysterics or panic or anything like that if I can help it or even if that's going on inside outside I'll just kind of get really really quiet which is very abnormal for people who know me for me to just go silent so uh usually most people can tell when something's wrong because I'm just abnormally quiet but um anyway so that was very odd afterwards but it was really cool to be able to go through that and then the rest of the week was because I was on Tuesday and so it was something where the rest of the week was really when do nice. you get when do you know uh, she wants to make a decision by the end of next week. Okay. So hopefully end of next week. Okay. So the end also, of August. Basically. We also haven't really had a manager for like two months now, and even before uh, that, right. the manager that was there wasn't really. Well, uh, technically, there. 
technically, so. you guys haven't had a manager for like six months, right? Well, yeah, because of the quarantine, of the whole, yeah, the it quarantine was like because she was uh, our manager furloughed herself bef- like a few weeks before, like almost a month before we actually ended up doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like the end of February, beginning of March, she was just like, you know what, guys, I'm just going to stay home. And it was like, all right, cool. So we were managing ourselves and then, hey, you're closed for three months. And then we came back and then she was there for like a week, maybe a week and a half. And then she was like, nah guys, I'm good. And she left and we're like, okay, cool. So it's just been like, so maybe you guys don't need a manager. We really don't. We can run without a manager really well, but it'd be really nice to be able to have that. Cause at the moment we're doing really well, but we're also, there's a state of like floating that's taking place. So it'd be nice to get rid of that, which I'll actually talk about that when we talk about the movie, but my week has been pretty Oh, that good. has something to do relaxed. with the movie. Kind of. So this is, this has been a, uh, like, your, your life experience is kind of like this movie. Okay. So the way that I work is that I normally uh, have pretty good intuition about things. And so I normally make really good first impressions, really accurate first impressions. Um, and then sometimes I will kind of know things or sense things about a person that don't actually get confirmed until later. Um, uh, I do try to hold it lightly just in case I'm accidentally biasing myself. So I normally don't hold on to things super tightly but i do i'm like okay this i got like a red flag over here about this what what do i do and then later on i'm like oh that's why like so with those kind of things it's something where on a more positive note um with like palm springs when i first watched it i knew that i really 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 liked the movie i then after analyzing it with isaac couldn't figure out why (laughs) so over the course of the last week i have figured out why and i'll talk about that in a little bit but before we get there isaac how was your week um, my week was, I guess, pretty normal. I think the weeks are really starting to blend together. Oh, um, this is tying in perfectly. Okay, please continue. Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad uh, I'm helping you with, with this because I'm not going to be able to, <laughs> to say very much. Um, okay. th- very many things about this, this movie. Um, but yeah, I think my weeks are starting to really blend together um, because it's becoming, I'm a teacher, right? I'm a music teacher and everything's gone online now. But of course, we want to work on our kind of separate projects uh, with uh, this podcast and with everything else. And so kind of learning to schedule myself and learning to to set aside time for all these other different things uh, was difficult at first um, when the quarantine kind of first started. And then as the months have gone on, it's become easier and easier and easier to the point where it's just kind of flowing. So it's now back to the weeks are kind of going on as if we didn't have the quarantine in a sense, uh, which I think is great. Um, It's, it's really become more the the fact that kind of my schedule has been more routine now instead of just, you know, Oh, I have to do this. Oh, now I have to go teach. Oh no. Now I have to go back to this. And I didn't have it really scheduled in my mind and everything. So things are going smoother. It's, it's a good thing. I think um, that, that things are picking up uh, in my time, but that's, about it i don't really remember <laughs> my weeks anymore because like there's no nothing stand out that happened Ouch. um okay but yeah maybe that does inform on the movie <laughs> when you think uh, about it you were gonna say something kind of so like okay so what are the so okay actually no question so how how much f how much time do you actually spend in like the different segments of the things that you do like how much like time i don't actually know how much time you spend on like like teaching or like working on the podcast or working on like the art that that you and uh jonathan have been doing like like how like how do you actually segment your 
weeks then especially like if you have a routine now like what is like do you have like a so it's more more so divvied by the day Mm -hmm. um so when i have on mondays i have a few students and then uh i think on sorry i did did actually think about my schedule now (laughs) um but on wednesdays I, i don't have any students anymore on tuesdays and then wednesdays thursdays and Saturdays, I still have students. And so, but because most of these students, uh, either I've scheduled or my director has scheduled to be kind of blocked in the same time mm-hmm. period, what that what that does is it squashes my schedule with teaching into about two to three to four hours um, per day. And then around that, I get to do my other stuff. And so when I'm writing on my blog or when I'm doing music stuff, uh, when I'm... Uh, you know, doing stuff for the podcast or working on the the project with uh, Jonathan, um, I'm, I kind of piecemeal it out around those times okay. so that I'm kind of working on that. And then, of course, at night, uh, it's just Sharon and me kind of enjoying uh, our night together so that we're, we're a lot more chill, like, during dinner and after. And so we They're I so have cute, to set... you guys. You don't understand how flippin' cute they are. Anyway. I don't think I'm that cute. I think Cher's very cute, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Isaac is cute because of his sass and the fact that he is unaware of the fact that he's cute. That's how that works for them. That sounds anyway. really strange. <laughs> um, but uh, so, that, so family time, in a sense, is, is mm-hmm. kind of that nighttime every day. But then we, I've scheduled other things around that. Very and fun. so, yeah, so it's, it's been... So on, like on Fridays, this is when we work on our podcast yeah. and everything and we work on uh, other, other stuff or our own really projects, like if we don't have anything else to work on. Um, and so that's been now set in stone. It's like, I, I think of that as part of the mm-hmm. work schedule, if that makes sense. No, nope, that's part of my work schedule. Right. Like, just because I don't get paid for this yet right. does not mean that I don't <laughs> consider this. Like That was Rosemary reaching out to ask for money. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on yet. Anyway, yet. but um, it's something where I do actually count this as like a third job is this is like, I am a writer. I'm not published yet. And it's something where I'm working to make sure that that changes. But it's something where even though there's no money involved, this is what I want to be doing. This is what right. I love. And this is this is what inspires me to keep going forward in my life. I keep finding different issues that are causing stories to be created. And I'm like, oh, I should probably work on this. And then I move forward and my stories get better and healing and growth take place along with actual finished works. So it's, it's and nice. And you watch <laughs> movies and you uh, like yes. them despite them not being any good. <laughs> The really sad part is that is actually a quite normal part of my life. I'm just like, oh, movie going. This is visually entertaining. Fun. And then afterwards, I'm like, actually, I'm kind of cool with never watching that again. Most likely, I think. It's it's interesting. Anyway, but okay. Yeah, but, so I guess we can segue now into yeah. the actual movie. So, just to give a, a kind of summary or a kind of... I guess background for listeners who are just jumping in on this first ep- or second episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to our first episode, right now we're going through a phase where we're going through our top ten movies of all time, Rosemary's top ten and Yay. my top ten as well. Um, and this, obviously, as you can tell from my uh, from from my tone and uh, my lack of enthusiasm, <laughs> I don't like this movie. This is definitely not on my top ten, um, but it it's is on, on Rosemary's mine. top ten. Do you want to talk about how it became? Yes. A movie on your top ten. So, um, so two things, just so that way you can kind of trust that I'm not completely insane. She is completely insane, yes. <laughs> but I'm an entertaining kind of insane, so it works. Um, like a, I don't know, maybe like a true chaotic neutral, or like like I flip between like chaotic neutral and like true neutral. It just flips. It's just it's just it depends. Anyway, so I was um, just not entertained <laughs> while watching this movie. I don't. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, but for for sanity purposes, one. Um, 
every every couple of years, I over the last six years, so I've actually done this three times. Um, every couple of years, I go through and I redo my top ten movies. Um, when Isaac suggested the idea of this is what we use on our podcast is to talk about our top ten movies, I was like, you know what? It's actually about time for me to revamp my top ten. However, <laughs> because of Isaac's very very demanding standards, I felt like I needed to actually have more demanding standards of my own rather than just nostalgia and I genuinely enjoy this movie and could watch it a million times. Like I wanted it to have slightly more to it than that. So I actually had several movies that used to be, that were on my top 10 um, several times in a row. Um, even like growing up, I'm like, this is one of my favorite movies. Even though I didn't have a top 10, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And so some of those movies actually came off and some other movies came on that I was like, oh yeah. Those are really brilliant movies. And so um, Palm Springs kind of ended up on here because while I was creating my top 10, I didn't have a number 10. And so for a few weeks, I was just stuck. And I'm like, no movie's good enough for this. Why is no movie good enough for this? I don't understand. And so when I watched this movie and I had such a profound sense of just enjoyment throughout the entire movie. Like I, I genuinely adored every inch of this movie afterwards, analyzing it with Isaac and analyzing it by myself. I was like, okay, this might not be one of the greatest movies of all time, but I wanted to figure out why I enjoyed it so much. So over the last week I have poured myself into, well, like kind of, I have other jobs and things, but in the time that I had left over from that, I poured myself into figuring out why I like this movie so much. So, so this is still number 10 for this you. This is still number 10 okay. for the moment okay. because I have, again, I, when I go through and do my top 10 again, I'll figure it out. But for the purpose of the podcast, for the purpose of everything else, for the next few months, this is going to be my top 10 and I will figure out my life. And I really do enjoy the movie. So yes, it shouldn't be on my top 10, but for the moment, I'm well, cool should with... is a relative term, right? At least, <laughs> at least in, this, it is. in this case. It is, it is uh, a very subjective term. So anyway, so what I found out is uh, the main three reasons why I like this movie. Well, are... let's summarize the movie a little oh, bit yeah, first. Okay. Yeah. So main summary of the movie, basically you have two protagonists who are st- caught in a time loop. Along I with... forgot their names. It's Andy Samberg and Christine Malotti, but I don't remember their their actual names oh, no. in the movie. You don't remember their names either? <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> We're already off to a start. Oh, well, okay. Basic- I know Andy Samberg's name starts with an N, but I don't remember what it actually no. is. No, 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 no. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Google to the rescue. This is Uh-oh. one of Rosemary's Eight. top 10 movies <laughs> of all time. First of all, I've watched it twice, and it's delightful. She is searching through her phone right now. Well, just because they're they're not going to be able to hear you because your mouth is not on the mic right now. Um, Niles. No, Niles. Niles, which actually makes sense because he's so nihilistic. That's Andy Samberg's character. But like you missed the joke because he's nihilistic, so he's Niles. Uh, That's not really a good joke. I think it's beautiful. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but it's uh, Niles and Sarah, and they're the main two. Sarah, that's right. Um, There are actually a couple of other people who are trapped in the time loop with them, which is kind of fun. Um, They only really make it obvious that one of the guys is super definitely stuck in there because he's basically harassing Niles the entire time and kind of just repeatedly killing him and torturing him because he's mad that he's stuck in the time loop. And that's how he's dealing with his anger and aggression. Not well. Um, but there's actually a hint at the very, very end of the movie that uh, one of the grandma. Wait, did we just did we summarize it yet? Okay, sorry. Two main <laughs> protagonists are trapped in Palm Springs in an infinite time loop at uh, Sarah's sister's wedding. Right. 
And basically, Niles has been trapped in this thing for we have no idea how long, and he has no idea how long. And she's been trapped in this. Oh, we should roughly say, um, spoilers, obviously, oh, because yeah, we're obviously going to spoilers. be yeah, analyzing is, these movies. Yeah, these are our top ten movies. We're going to be talking in depth, and very, <laughs> right. even Next though I don't remember the names of this one, um, <laughs> they, we, they will be pretty in depth and have a lot of detail, and we will totally geek and nerd out about so many of them. Um, just uh, not this one. <laughs> Maybe just not this one. But saying. I do, I do a lot, enjoy a lot of the things about right. this movie. So basically, so Niles and Sarah um, trapped in the time loop. They're honestly, at this point, they've done the whole, uh, they basically do like a little tiny little suicide loop of like, all right, let's just try killing ourselves and see if we can get out of it. Um, Sarah attempts to be good for a day and it doesn't work. She tries to do something selfless, but it's not actually that selfless. It's just not horrible. It's just admitting fault. And uh, But then she basically they go and have a nihilistic... <laughs> a nihilistic relationship of just friendship for the like the next for for act two of the movie basically um and as they're going through this they're getting closer and closer and closer and then one of the things that happens is they get close enough where they both um uh okay basically they have sex and it's something where because of how close they've gotten when they both wake up the next morning they both had a really good morning and Sarah ends up staying in the room that she's been trapped in for basically all of this eternity they've been, been stuck there and she re- she ends up actually having her um sister's groom to be uh tell her he that she needs to leave his room and she remembers that's why she's like stuck here that's why she wakes up in this room every morning is that she slept with her sister's boyfriend fiance soon to be husband and so she basically is like i can't stay here forever i cannot live my life like this and so she basically goes and learns quantum physics and decides she wants to get out and she abandons niles while she's studying quantum physics and so he goes through a very like codependent withdrawal of uh the one person who made my life anything close to like fun or enjoyable is now gone and he's trapped in the time loop again and he's he's he loses a sense of himself and of time and things just start blending together and then they come back together when she learns that if they blow themselves up in the magical cave where the whole time loop thing started that uh if they do it in the right amount of time that theoretically they will get pushed outside of the time loop and happy ending happens they do get pushed out they do get to continue their lives together um and it's something where uh, it's just that's that's the summary of the movie. So boy trapped in time loop. Boy accidentally starts to die. Girl tries to save him. It's stuck in time loop with him. They have fun. They both then get depressed after different things happen. And then they find a way to escape. So pretty, pretty simple. Pretty simple time. Loop outside movie. of the time loop idea. Pretty yeah. simple kind of yeah. rom-com. Exactly. It's just yeah. a delightful little bit of fluff. Right. But um, so the reasons why I genuinely enjoyed this movie are one. Andy Sandberg is a codependent person, and I relate right, a little too quite well. hardcore. And uh, so that was just really, really enjoyable and really true to codependent characters. And so I was just very proud of that. And um, it also makes sense because I think that's actually his like his not typecast, but something that he it's something he does really, he does really well, and he is cast a lot. a lot for those characters. Yeah. So, but um, but okay. So with with what's going on with the quarantine, with the virus, and everything that's frustrating about the world right now. Um, a lot of us have the, what Isaac is comfortable with now because he had a lot of hecticness in his life, uh, a lot of chaos because of what's going on. A lot of us had a lot of mundane routine and monotony just being trapped in this like eternal day where nothing oh, actually changes. About, yeah. I never actually had much chaos. Uh, I was really happy when the shutdown happened, mostly crazy. because I'm a pretty introvert, a yes. pretty big introvert. 
And so I really enjoyed not having, not being forced to see people <laughs> uh, to in order to earn oh, money yeah. in person. I didn't mind it online, yeah. but when it's in person, it's <laughs> a little bit, it's a little bit uh, not so fun, especially when those students just don't practice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really. It wasn't chaotic for me. It was actually quite uh, peaceful, um, or relatively peaceful. The transition. Okay. But I can see, I can see where yeah, you get the again, chaotic. Yeah, again, most thing. people. Some yeah. people, like, some people have enjoyed it. And I know, like, okay, so, okay, this might come as a surprise, but I am, I am an omnivert. So it's something where I can, I normally prefer recharging by I myself. I think it's ambivert. Is it ambivert? Omnivert? I don't remember. Omnivert. Omni is, <laughs> like, <laughs> overall, like, you're, you have power overall. I don't know if that's the You know what, thing. Isaac? I might. I, I just might. You, anyway. you have power over all verts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, but um, basically, it's something where um, I have, div- I, I, for the most part, growing up, I was more of an introvert. I'm a very outgoing and bubbly introvert because I don't like awkward silences and I don't like being uncomfortable and I hate it when other people are uncomfortable like that's worse than me being uncomfortable and so it's something where I would often recharge by myself because by myself I don't have to worry about figuring out what other people need and how I can give that to them like that's something that's always been there for me and I enjoy that I'm good at it but it's also something where I usually recharge by myself but over the last few years I've worked really hard on kind of developing an extrovert and introvert side of myself so I can also recharge with people it's just very heavily dependent on the people um anyway back to the movie I was talking about codependency for a reason anyway with the monotony of life that has been going on uh like especially for me like I've been working um, anywhere from 40 to like 70 hours, 75 hours a week, depending on where in the quarantine we were, because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. So I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and I'm taking care of my finances. But my schedule became very, very, very routine. And I only had like bits and pieces of time for myself where most of it, I would nap and sleep and recuperate from work. And so it's something where with this movie, because that's basically Andy Samberg's character is to show right. you that when you're stuck in this loop, you're trapped in this loop and it's just you and everyone else is just doing the same things and, and you're doing the same things and there's no way to get out of it. It, it feels endless. It feels infinite in, in a very unpleasant way. Like human beings love the concept of immortality, but if we actually had to live the same day over and over and over again with no chance of ever escaping it, like most of us would lose our minds. But the reason I like this movie is because of the fact that it introduces a second protagonist who's also stuck in the time loop. Though, I just recently learned, and I do want to watch this movie, there's a movie called Russian Doll that also does this. I haven't seen it, though, so we'll see what happens. But with this one, there are two people um, who are close to each other who are just trapped in the same time loop, so you have a, a partner to struggle through with. And as someone who is probably more than mildly codependent myself, it was something where I completely understand and appreciate because at one point when she's saying, hey, I found a way out let's go blow ourselves up and find a way to get out of this he's like well actually this is comfortable why can't we just both stay here together like if you're here with me we can have fun we never have to worry about dying or getting older or wrinkles or children or like we don't we don't have to worry about any of this and he's he's terrified of moving forward and so it's something where i push myself and i usually try to surround myself with people who will also push me forward 
uh, because I am terrified of being allowed the option of standing still because I know that like I might choose that. And so I liked how relatable his character was in the fact that he's very, very codependent and he actually wants to stay in the time loop because as long as she's there with him, he can survive day to day. But she doesn't want to keep waking up in her sister's fiance's room. So she's like, I need to get out. Anyway, um, thing number two, and this is just all time loop movies in general. With I think with the hmm. time loop, it was interesting um, when I. F- so wh- how I <laughs> kind of started watching the movie was uh, I because Sharon and I generally watch movies together at um, during the, our evening time. So when we're either eating dinner or after dinner or something like that. And so because this was a rom-com, I, I was I figured, OK, let, let's let's watch this together instead of me having to watch it by myself um, and probably not really. I don't think you would have finished not it. Not really. I, I don't have. I don't think I have any rom coms in my top ten. Nope. None of like, the ones in your top ten are based around romance. I, like they have aspects no, of romance in them, but none of them are actually. It's not a main point in any of them. Right. No, I would say one of them uh, does have romance as as one of the features, but the I can literally also only think of one. But the but but it's not a it's not meant to be like it's not focused on the it's romance. Not main, it's not focused, yeah. and it's it's not a comedy. Um, and so, so I, I, I figured I, w- I would rather watch it with somebody. Uh, and so, but before I did that, I wanted to make sure it's something that Cher would be okay with watching. And so I would, I looked up the trailer and I watched the trailer and, and in the trailer, they talk about the time loop, yeah. right? which I would have thought you would have kept that as a twist, but I guess the trailer no. didn't do that, and so I, I was walking into this movie thinking, okay, they're going to do this time loop thing, yeah. and there's, it's going to be part of the whole whole plot. And I actually didn't really... So because of the surprise... <laughs> I think because of the surprise uh, of the time loop was no longer there, I th- there helps. was nothing in the in the movie that kind of grabbed me. That makes sense. Um, and with... Yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah. in the movie grabbed me. But the thing about uh, Andy Samberg and Christine, Chris, 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 sorry, what? Christine Sarah, Milati, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Sarah um, so Niles and Sarah. Yeah. I, I, had to, I, had to, I had to remember that. The only th- person I really remember is J.K. Simmons' character. Because I, I really <laughs> love J.K. Simmons. He's such a good actor. That was um, really, really. And actually, that's probably the only thing that I like yeah. about the movie. At the end, when J.K. Simmons also gets out, beca- or supposedly the gets idea. the yeah gets the idea of getting I out really because of Christine the, Milati. I really like the um everyone has an Ir- like an Irwin or Ir- Ir- Irvine. Everyone Irvine? has an Irvine. Right? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was hilarious, and it's just like so because like so like we live in California, so we know where Irvine is, and right. we're like really Irvine. <laughs> Well, okay. Irvine is actually quite nice, right? It's uh, yeah, but, but it's, it's the idea like, of special. But like what he meant right. was, yeah, the, his, yeah. That was his cool. family was there and everything yeah. like that. So his, I I feel like his whole arc was he actually made peace mm-hmm. with being there, yeah. right? Um, whereas Andy Samberg and Christine Milati, I, I'm gonna continue to refer to them That's like fine. this. That's um, cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Niles and Sarah are are just they're trying. They're, Andy Samberg has given up. Yeah. Whereas Sarah is is still trying to get out, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that the idea that in Andy Samberg's character, uh, he wanted to be with somebody, right? It yeah. didn't actually matter who it was because the first person he was with was <laughs> J.K. Simmons, right? And yeah. so he he wanted someone to be be yeah. in this this thing with him so badly yeah. that he didn't think 
I mean, he was drunk, but he didn't think about what the consequences. He was were also for extremely you. high. He wasn't right. just drunk. There yeah. were so oh, yeah, many drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he, were he so high. many drugs. And so, in 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 all of that, right? He he led uh, J.K. Simmons' character in, into the whole thing mm. because he wanted a companion, because he wanted a friend. Right? He'd already been in there for a long time too. Like the movie sets up really well that like we have no idea right. how long he's been there for. I don't even think they say what year the the the, mar- the wedding was supposed to be taking but, place. Well, in. technically, like I think the idea is that he's been in here the equivalent of like a like thousands of years right that that was the idea um and so he's actually mm-hmm. quite old in in with in this whole in this whole thing i i at least that was the impression that i got when he I was talking like... about i've been through this like thousands of times and when he talked about uh when he admitted to christine malati that he they, they slept together thousands of times and everything like that yeah, yeah. i feel like I also, okay, so one of the things that I did while I was researching this, researching this was I was looking up different videos, and one of the videos that I listened to was talking about how, um, uh, I want to say it was a BBC reporter, but she was um, kidnapped by some bad people from Palestine. Just, that was, I sure. don't remember exactly what it was. But basically, she was kidnapped, and she was held for, like, four months, and even though, like, they prayed, like, five times a day, and, then like, very specific things, it was something where she still lost track of time. She didn't know right. how many days, so, like, she knew vaguely, like, what kind of day it was and what time of day it was, but she wasn't able to keep track, and so afterwards, when she got out, she was just, there, there was an infinity of, of days. There was no way to, to get out of it, and so it was this really kind of horrifying thing, and... Yeah, yeah. what's interesting about this, this whole thing was I started to think during the movie because I was kind of not engaged in the no, movie. No, he didn't enjoy it at and all. So, <laughs> so I started to think what would be things that I would do to kind of keep track of time, right? And um, I would start, I would go, okay, right, so what if, you know, in the if, because everything restarts in the mm-hmm. time loop. And so I started, okay, thinking, okay, what if, you know, you know, I would, before going to sleep, I would try to remember my best. Okay, this is time number 29, right? And then the next day when I, when I, when I, um, when I wake up, I would re- realize this is time number thirty, right? So I would write thirty down on like a piece of paper or something like that, keep it with me. And then when the night is about to end, mm-hmm. I would put you know thirty, right? Try to remember that. And then so the next time loop would be thirty-one, right? And so, so this is where my mind goes when, when I'm thinking about this kind of stuff. And I think that was the that was the interesting th- or the interesting thing that um, to me about this movie was not really interesting, but just his character wanted someone in the time loop. And I actually thought this was where the movie was going. Instead of getting out of the time loop, they would also make peace with being inside it. I thought so too, actually. I was a little excited and then they didn't do that. Like I love the quantum physics thing. I thought that was fantastic, but I did also think they were gonna stay. Yeah. And then they Because if you if you think about it, the kind of the mess at least the, the message I was getting out of the movie was it's not about the the events it's not the events that matter in life it's the people that yeah. matter in life right and so what if you have this uh time loop where they learn to make peace with being in the time loop they just can't get out well, there is and a then character they just that does keep that. bringing people <laughs> into the time loop so well, my, right. one of my favorite things was at the end the grandma makes a comment like this is like i've been to so i've been to what was it like thousands of weddings mm-hmm. Or she might have said hundreds, but she makes this comment and, and it leaves you with that. Wait, is she choosing? And the cool thing is for her, she's she's on the old side. Right. If she were to escape the time loop, you don't know how long. She, she might only have one day more. But because she's trapped in the time loop, she's able to continue to live and continue to watch her granddaughter get married and, right. and have wine and talk to people and dance and have fun and 
right. It's, enjoy there, there's your life. actually there is so much to yeah. to the time loop idea of like a preservation of yeah. almost almost utopia utopia like yes yeah. in, in a sense utopian there you go utopian. although i guess that's that's not the real real definition for it but the, it, it is Very kind similar. of it can become like a perfect ideal yeah. world yeah. right in a sense because you don't age you know yeah. things reset every time but then yet your consciousness keeps going and so you can still learn right and all these mm -hmm. kinds of things and so i mean obviously there's really bad and evil things that you can do with mm -hmm. that as well but i thought that was what the the whole the whole movie was going to go towards mm -hmm. they they went a different <laughs> route which i'm not because i already didn't really like the movie i wasn't i didn't think like oh this made it worse or anything like that um no. But I thought that was interesting, like the idea of yeah. despite events that happen around us and despite, you know, the, the repetition or cycles that we go through in life, it's the people that you're with that make mm. it meaningful. Right. And that, that's kind of what I thought the movie was trying to go to. <laughs> but the ending kind of de defeats all yeah. that. And so that's, that's okay. Well, OK. So and it was also <laughs> one of the things where like growing up, that was actually one of my like favorite superpower ideas was. You want to put everybody in a time loop? No, I wanted to be able to um, <laughs> have the power of creating time loops, and but it would be just mine. So yes, I could create multiple at a time. Like yes, I could like trap people in the time loops. But the purpose of it would be like, um, so okay, again, I am I am a nerd and I enjoy being a nerd, and so I I I like getting sucked into books and things, and it's something where. Be, like the idea as a kid of being able to like, hey, I had a really good day today. Let me like trap myself in this 24 hour period of just loveliness where I can read whatever I want to and I can go wherever I want to provided I can get to that in 24 hours. And within 24 hours, it resets and, and resets. And, and, and then when I want to get out of it, I can. But to be able to have that ability was always something that, that I really, really enjoyed. That was actually one of the things Isaac first trashed me about was that developed into the I wanted the ability to just, just stop time and then oh, right. be able to move around in said stop time. But that and doesn't then really work. He was talking about the physics <laughs> and right, how light, light actually travels. works. And, uh, and you wouldn't be able to see unless you're moving <laughs> forward all the time and you just hit a wall. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was something that I think uh, when I was in high school, I talked about with my friends. And one of my friends said, I want to be able to stop time. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool power. And I thought about it and I was like, it's no, like, that's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so so I went so um when I watched this movie I was like oh yeah this is a thing that I liked as a kid like that's where that power came out of was the like want to be stuck in a time loop but to have control over the time loop so sure. like there's that but um uh one of the other things so okay I also I'm very hit or miss with like Groundhog Day plot lines which all time loop movies since Groundhog Day have been Based on Groundhog Day, there's like you, this I just actually how haven't it... seen Groundhog Day. So, really? Yeah, I've never. Okay, seen it. I feel like I saw bits and pieces as a kid, and so I never actually watched the whole thing. And then I was like, "No, I'm watching it." So uh -huh. then I watched it all the way through, and so I... it's just like it's that people are stuck in this. So it's just loop. one person. Okay. It's just oh no, dear God, what is his name? That's no, okay. We're not discussing. <laughs> no! We're not discussing that movie. No, well, I kind of am a little bit because the idea is you only have one guy and he's stuck there, and you, we don't know how long he's stuck there for. But the idea is that he has to get through the entire day and do it right and be oh, a so decent person. So that's where the whole Christine Milotti, like, if I do, if like I make moral choices, yeah, okay. it's from the Groundhog Day movie, and uh, so it's something where uh, that has defined the time loop movies. That's one of the see, reasons I didn't know that, and so yeah. when she said that, I was, I was like, why? I, that didn't that, land like, at all. Oh, for me. okay, that's because you haven't watched Groundhog yeah. Day. See. This 
why you don't like this movie because you haven't watched the foundational things that were like making this movie impossible. I fine. don't anyway, think I'm, if I watched Groundhog Day, I would. I like think you'd this be able to appreciate better. it a little bit more. Well, I got the moral idea right, uh, like karma and so, all this kind of stuff. But, but um, but with Groundhog Day, I wasn't overly fond of that, but I loved the concept, and so something where my two. So okay, Isaac's. Isaac's timeless movie of choice is Edge of Tomorrow, and my timeless movie of choice, which I don't know why I didn't pick that one instead of this one, but I also really liked this one, is um, Happy Death Day, where the idea is that there's actually like a serial killer who's trying to kill her, and then if, like if she actually manages to live through the end of the day, then she gets to live through the end of the day, but that doesn't really happen, and so usually this killer keeps killing her, and she needs to figure out who the killer is in order to um, actually stop the time loop, and it's it's really well done. Um, uh, anyway. But yeah, just to clarify, I don't, I don't have a time loop movie that I really like. No. It's just that when you were, when we were talking about, about it, and it. we, and you asked, well, what other time loop movies are better? I, I thought, well, Edge of Tomorrow, which <laughs> is be, also a good movie, would be, would be much better. Although that's not really based on Groundhog Day. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's a, it's a video game take on Groundhog Day, video game idea take of Groundhog Day. But he's not trying to be moral. No, but he does have to make the right decisions in order to be able to survive the day. Yeah, but that that's does that it's not moral. Yeah. It's not being but it's, it's not making like moral choices. Some people would say that making the right decision is making the moral decision. So the idea is that it's a similar concept and so But the right decision was killing the like or avoiding death. Yeah. Like there's no he didn't yeah. have really a moral journey in that in that whole movie. No. But that well again his whole thing was I want Emily Blunt. <laughs> I mean, that was that's I don't know if that's a moral <laughs> moral thing to I feel like that's to, a very honest thing though. I feel like a lot of people I mean, sure, in that yeah, situation would be like the end of super the whole hot thing, lady. Okay, I'll get out of this for you. Like What's interesting is at the end well what, what I think what I liked about Edge of Tomorrow in a way, obviously that the whole movie was I think done really well, but at the end of it, it, it the ending is quite ambiguous. Yeah. Um because you don't know whether you don't know what she doesn't know right because she was the the what was it the the angel overdone right something like so, that so and she, but she, she hadn't lost her power at that point right mm-hmm. in the timeline at the end of the movie i believe so so what was so it was it was sure. very ambiguous which was very interesting it okay. spawned a lot of you know theories and i'm sure like like fan geek fiction or whatever yeah. um, about it, so so I thought that was really interesting. But anyways, I just I think the concept behind Edge of Tomorrow is uh, of the time loop concept behind Edge of Tomorrow was done much better, and so okay. that's why when you asked me that, I, I said that. Yeah. Um. I don't. Yeah. Well, you're also not someone who like genuinely enjoys rom coms. I genuinely enjoy. I enjoy rom coms. Yeah, but you're my favorite rom com would probably be Hitch. That's such a good one, though. But that's, oh, that's Will such Smith a good is movie. just a very good actor. So is Kevin James, and so they. Also, well, and they, the, was the it with Celine Dion and um. I don't. I don't know. No, I know her name. I'm so sad that I can't remember her name. She's <laughs> in so many know. things. She's in a dancing movie. I, I really anyway, don't know. Doesn't the, matter, the, I guess. The, but um, the actors. Yeah. But except like uh, Will Smith and Kevin James, they were just they were just they very were funny. So delightful. But dude. I think I think most people actually rate something like Hitch. As a low, like not not, tr- not a plus or mm-hmm. graded 
a rom-com or whatever. It's like a B movie. It actually, but I actually really enjoyed no, that. No, that's one. like one of my favorite rom-coms. Oh. So I do actually genuinely So why why wasn't it. that on your top 10 list? Because I didn't think that it <laughs> defined it. It didn't define rom-coms enough for me to put it on there. Again, Palm Springs is a space holder at the moment, okay? <laughs> or a placeholder, not a space holder. A placeholder at the moment, okay? I genuinely enjoyed it because I feel like my life is boring and monotonous and I have no time and no way to escape. Okay? So Very that was simple. The, that was the relational point for, <laughs> for, for Palm Springs. Anyway, but yeah, so basically it was just... Um, uh, I thought it was I thought it was a well done movie, especially for time loops, because one of the things that they mentioned in there is like time loop movies are kind of overdone. And so there's there's only so many things you can do to a time loop movie. And so the couple of things that they did, I thought they were good. I enjoyed the movie. At some point in the future, I will probably watch it again because I really did like it. Um, I have talked about it with several of my friends because I liked it so much. It's and your just, friends liked it as well. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it just they, it was for them. It wasn't a spectacular movie either. It was just it was just like oh yeah, this is a solid movie. But like, none of them were as as no. negative as uh, as I no. am. <laughs> okay, the movie. you were my only like legitimately. I don't hate the analytical movie, by friend. The way. I don't. I don't hate the movie. I. I just. I don't. I don't but see. But you why have it's, it's very that, different but. standards than most people, and definitely than me. I yeah. am the fluffy romantic who absolutely can appreciate. Like. Like I read Twilight and actually kind of. Oh, you're outing it. yourself right now. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Now that doesn't mean I think. Wow, they're I didn't good. think you would do that this way. Wait. It doesn't mean I think that they're like <laughs> genuinely well written or that um they're like great works of literature I really don't think they are but I did actually enjoy them and I appreciated the concept that she was trying to get across I just don't think that she fine-tuned it well enough to actually get it into something that was worthy of publishing just yet and so it's something where I mean apparently it was because it sold millions and millions and millions yeah, of copies right? but again because the concepts were so good and because it's something that's really easy to attach to and the whole point is that Bella's character was created as like a self insert it's not supposed to she's not supposed to really have a really strong character because you're gonna you're so, the, most of the especially the female readers are wanting to put themselves in her shoes and so, so she would be a female version of Harry Potter yes in a sense Basically, that's one of the reasons why so many people fell in love with it is that that's the whole point is you're supposed to want to be her. So you're wanting some creepy guy to stare at you. First of all, there are several guys. Oh, Second several of all, guys <laughs> there's only like to two. come over but, um, well, and creep, stalk two you. Two lame ones and then two like decent ones. That is, you're telling me that's a that's a female desire like innate female desire not stalking it's more like <laughs> but he was clearly he really was stalking he really <laughs> really was but um I, again okay i do not you don't have to justify twilight okay no, we don't even need to talk about twilight i was just saying that i'm one of those people who like i enjoy fluff in fiction and i enjoy like i enjoy the ability to like turn off the little analyzing side of my brain and just enjoy something without like figuring out why I like it or what's up with it. And so it's something where I can definitely do that, but I can also turn that off. Yeah. So, so anyway. with Palm Springs, um, you also we were also talking about this a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about how it kind of, how concepts in it are also similar to things that you're working yeah. on or how it influenced the way, what, what kind of projects you're working on. Yeah. So like um, the main tie-in that I wanted to do is, is also something that uh, Isaac and I mentioned on the last one is I've been working on my poetry book, which if you go through my Instagram, you'll see different pieces of it here and there. And I finished my editing. I'm waiting for editing from somebody else. And then I need uh, one more go through. And then I'm actually going to start like trying to talk to publishers about it. So that should be fun. But um one of the things, and it's a little bit darker than Palm Springs, though Palm Springs does have certain dark points. Um, it's something where with, even though there isn't a time loop in the poetry book, the way that the 
the story goes is that there is a lot of spiraling and part of the thing with the story that I liked as I was doing it is that there is a there are points in it that show you that time is passing time has passed that she's moving forward um but it's also something where it oh, this, does this seem, is in your story. yeah in my okay. actual like in the poetry book because it's supposed to be like yes it is it's poetry but it's also a it's it's a story with a plot line and so part of the plot is the idea that after um after the first incident occurs she basically goes through and starts spiraling and then she can't tell days apart like she's like nothing like everything is dark and depressed and sad and she can't figure out how to get out of this and then she like meets someone and it's so weird and yes this is this is a little stereotypical of like the um uh girl meets boy boy changes her life but it's not because he's doing boy it on purpose changes her life Oh, in your in your po- yeah. okay. Sorry, I was thinking <laughs> Palm Springs. Stuck. Still. No, I'm stuck um, in the time loop of Palm Springs. Stuck in the time loop. <laughs> yes, yes, this works. But um, but yeah, and so it's something where it's just that he's so not what she's used to. He's something new. He's something outside of the spiral. Something outside of this horrible rut that she's stuck in. And so it's something where I actually um, I liked that connection between the like palm springs and like the time loop because as far as i know time loops are not a thing that's that's not a thing that we have here in reality i don't know i'm just based on the evidence that i have so far i I just i don't friend whatever is is stuck in a time loop somehow and you don't know it because you're not in the time loop that's true again i just i have never been trapped in a time loop i don't know anyone who's been trapped in a time loop that has told me so i just personally at the moment don't think that they exist they could but i don't think so um and so it's something where in reality though it is definitely possible to feel trapped in your life and feel like nothing is moving forward and you're stuck it's very very common for people to have to go through especially right now and so to have that ability to escape to have that option to have that new thing that new bright thing that just gives you a light out of the tunnel whether um whether it is a train or the sunlight, it's still a light at the end of the tunnel. Or a bomb and, uh, in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, but yeah, and so it's something where with the that was one of the things that I really liked that I was like, oh yeah, that is kind of in there is the the option of escape, the idea of having the the end is near, the end is in sight. Like, how do we do this? And so I just thought that was. I liked it. I do actually genuinely like my poetry books. So. Right, and so we, I mean, we talked about this before. This yeah. was your number 10 movie on, yes, on your top 10, 10 list. And so that we marked that one off. Dude. It's not on, of course, as you guys know, <laughs> or if, if you've been listening, uh, this is not on any of my top anything list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I think that was the thing that was really interesting to me i didn't feel anything about this movie yeah. it wasn't it wasn't so bad that i could put it on like top like 10 worst. of worst movies but it wasn't like so it's anywhere yeah, near it's, anything it's no, you'll ever near. try to watch again on purpose right I, I think i told you when i was when when share when after share and i watched it i was i told asked her i was like how do you how do you think of the movie she's like i think it was okay <laughs> and, I, was, and I, I thought that I thought that was a very brief response, so I asked, well, would you watch this movie again? And she's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm never going to watch this again. <laughs> nah. And I thought, okay, all right, marry the right person. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so now we're moving on to our dime segment. Woo! Where we, what do we do? 
Oh, right. We, <laughs> we're talking about a quote or a joke of the yeah. day or week, I guess. Yeah. So, Rosemary, what have you prepared for us? So, um, again, with the theme of monotonous living and the delightful potential for escape, um, uh, I'm actually doing my favorite quote of all time, which oh. I really, like, uh, since... Since I first watched this movie, this has been my favorite quote of all time, and nothing else has ever superseded it. But um, it's so it's from Lord of the Rings, and it's uh, uh, the one that's always stuck in my head is when they're actually like in the movie in the cave. So it's not it's the tech, I'm gonna read the book exact quote, and it's what they have in the movie. But it's something where in the movie I just always have that scene in my head where they're in the caves and they're choosing what tunnel to go through, and um, basically the way it goes. So it's um, Frodo is saying. Uh, I wish it need not have happened in my time. And Gandalf replies, so do I. And so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And that is my favorite quote of all time. And every time that I say it out loud or I think it, it always gives me a sense of hope and a sense of control that like, I have complete freedom complete free will to do whatever it is that I want to do with my life. And yeah, there are limitations. Yes, there are consequences, but I still have the power and the ability to choose whatever is within my imagination to, to bring to life. And so, um, that is one of the things with time loop movies is that you always, you have this life that you're stuck in and through a series of choices and events that you put into motion yourself, because the world is not going to put them in motion for you. The world is already set up that this is the life that you're going to lead. And so to choose that for yourself, um, has always, has always been inspirational. So I just, anyway. all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given. Decide us. what to do with the time that is yeah, given. Yeah. Us. And with that, uh, let's go to our, before I forget, <laughs> let's go to uh, drawing the hat for our next movie. I did it that last time, so Rosemary, you wanted to do the honors. Yes, so I she is moving things, shaking oh, the or yeah, I'm doing both. mixing I'm it up. Moving things. Right, okay. So we can actually from, hear it pretty well in the, in the oh, microphone. Good. So did you just <laughs> okay. drop one? I might have. Okay, so the one that I picked is the Matrix. Which... The Matrix. Whoa. What? Okay, that works. A solid one. So, that works you know, really well. That, that does, actually. So. We go from the monotony of life to like, wait, no, everything is false. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. But yeah. So, next week we will be talking about The Matrix, which I hope you guys are all excited about. And uh, we will reveal numbers and whose it is and whatnot, whose it's and what's it's uh, next week. And, yeah. And with that, uh, we're going to be done with <laughs> our second podcast <laughs> ever, or second episode ever. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm Isaac. I'm Rosemary. And this is us signing off. Bye.